Welcome back to another episode of Questions and Answers about the Bible and Theology. This is a podcast for Crystal Lake Baptist Church. If you're not a member of Crystal Lake Baptist Church and happen to be listening, you can learn more about our church at www.clbcmn.org. And you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever podcasts are found. In this episode, we talk about the challenges to reading the Bible and engaging with Scripture. Josh, glad we can talk about the Bible and theology and really the challenges that we face in trying to read the Bible on a regular basis and to read it well. So I wanted to talk about this topic in part because we've hit some more theological issues in the last several podcasts. Mm. And I think this is a, an issue that we probably face every day and people in the church and outside of the church face every day. And, and then there was the release of the State of the Bible yeah. report that's put out by the American Bible Society and Barnapole in cooperation together. And I read that this week. They've released four chapters mm-hmm. now, I think in August, four more are coming out. And they did something unique in this one. So I guess they do this every year. And, and they essentially do the survey every January and then publish the results. But they felt that with COVID, things may have changed. And so they did a second round of surveys in June. And they, of course, have their methodology and their explanation for all of this listed. But what I found really interesting on page 47 of their report was that Google Trends recorded a spike in internet searches around the Bible in the Mm -hmm. spring of 2020. When COVID-19 hit in the first week of April, Bible-related searches hit a five-year high. Hmm. The increased search activity may have indicated curiosity about what the Bible says about suffering and sickness. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really astounding. But then the next sentence says, in most cases, however, curiosity about the Bible didn't deepen into scripture engagement. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just a parable of the life of so many Christians is something challenging happens, we run to the Bible, but then it doesn't result in long-lasting scripture engagement. Mm. They define scripture engagement as consistent interaction with the Bible that shapes people's choices and transforms their relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think on one level, we want to read the Bible more than just to shape our choices and transform our relationships. We want to know God and love God. But I think that idea of scripture engagement is one that's pretty elusive. And so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to talk with you and have a conversation, you know, starting with why, why should we be reading the Bible? Mm -hmm. Why is reading the Bible and scripture engagement important? Mm. Yeah, I think we all know reading the Bible is important, but I think we often forget we're in an age of distraction and we have to continually remind ourselves of why reading the Bible is something necessary for life. And as we even think about it, even here now, we think of our Savior Jesus Christ who put the Bible of utmost importance, the Word of God, And if we see Jesus doing that, how much more should we as his disciples be putting the Bible as first? We think of Jesus in 
the wilderness with the devil. And, you know, he's refuting Satan, not by the word of his own power, but using God's word. And if we see Jesus, God himself, using God's word to refute the temptations of the devil, we can see the importance of God's word, even when he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we should take that seriously, but we forget so often that that's how we are to live as his disciples. Yeah, and and that's a really unique account because Mm -hmm. it reminds us then of that very temptation of Adam and Eve in the garden, Eve in particular, by the serpent. And so where Jesus says we have life essentially from God's word, we don't live by bread, but according to the word. Mm -hmm. Well, Eve heard something different you'll find life and knowledge and you'll be like god not by listening to his word but actually Mm -hmm. by subverting it and so i think from the very beginning there's this temptation to doubt the truthfulness of god's word Mm -hmm. spoken there i think that there's a a temptation to doubt the effectiveness of God's word, but really we we think of the Bible as truthful and in mm-hmm. the truth the true truth, the truth about reality because God speaks it to us. Mm-hmm. So so I think we would both agree the Bible is r- really really important to read Absolutely. and to engage with regularly. Why then Speaking from your own experience <laughs> and that of others, yeah. you know, why is it hard to read the Bible? So maybe yeah, just yeah. help us know why it is for you and then more generally as you consider other people. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a great question. Um, as I think back on why reading the Bible has been difficult, I think there's been a number of different reasons. I, uh, I kind of grew up with the KJV. So I tried to read the Bible, you know, just being a good Christian, but it was difficult because it just wasn't very understandable, and I didn't quite understand what I was reading, and that was one source of uh, conflict early on in my Christian faith. Um, I think another difficulty that I think all of us encounter, of course, is just that excuse that I'm too busy, Um, I got Mm -hmm. other things to do, I'm too tired, um... Uh, I just forgot. I keep forgetting every day. I don't make it a priority. Um, and then I think another difficulty for me in reading the Bible is I, I'm the type of person that's a little bit all or nothing. So if like I can't read the Bible for this amount of time or this many chapters, um, I'm just not going to do it because I can't do everything I want to do at this one moment. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those those types of mentalities uh, would get in the way of me reading the Bible of others, too, I know of. Um, and then it kind of morphed a little bit as I would go on. I, this um, anti-legalism type of mindset. Um, if, if I read my Bible every day... Uh, my friends thought I was being legalistic. And mm-hmm. if I asked them about it, you know, oh, dude, you, you read your Bible every day? You're, you're legalistic, man. And that would be discouraging. Oh, okay, well, I guess I don't need to do that. Um, and then I think there are other, other, of course, just cultural mindsets like our independent culture. You know, mm-hmm. um, Jesus saves me from hell and I'm good where I'm at. I don't need to read the Bible, that sure. kind of independent type of thinking. Um, so I think those are... A, a lot of the things that contribute to d- difficulties for me and I know mm-hmm. others. And I, I think even another one is I think I struggle because I don't see the results immediately. There are some things we do because, you know, we see the, like, the results right away. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the Bible, you know, reading the Bible, it's not like I do something, I read it, and then boom, I get results, you know, like, I clean my room, boom, I feel good, it feels clean, my house is clean. I read the Bible, it doesn't necessarily solve the issue right away, or whatever it is. Yeah, maybe maybe reading the Bible is more like going to a gym, or, yes, yes. or maybe even like going <coughs> to a tanning bed versus a spray tan. Like, if you, if you get the spray tan, you walk out looking way different. <laughs> But if yeah, you're going yeah. tanning, that's a slow, long process. Mm -hmm. I clearly don't go tanning. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a great analogy. Going to the gym, it's 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 slow, it's painful, it's rigorous. There's a lot of sweat, and initially you don't really see any results. You have to look long term for those yeah. results. That's that's good. Yeah, I I think all of those things I've struggled with as well. I think probably the easiest excuse is I'm busy mm, or I don't mm -hmm. have time for it mm. and um, we just have to remember we all have 168 hours in a week right <laughs> and we we choose to fill that time in different ways and we're we're dealing with temptations there that probably our great-grandparents didn't have you mm, know mm -hmm. yeah I think even when I was 10 our internet was a dial-up like yeah. you would watch the thing bounce back and forth while you're connecting so you would have to go get on the internet <laughs> where now we're never off the internet you know and mm -hmm. so there are just mm -hmm. so many other distractions i think this fast-paced world yeah um yeah. I, I think the promise of technology is always you'll have more time mm -hmm. but expectations mm -hmm. always rise as yeah. technology does more work for us and so we're we're still busy mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so i think those are things we've got to fight and got to think carefully about mm. so how how do you mitigate some of these things how do you um what what things do you put in place to help you grow in your scripture saturation mm, and incorporating mm -hmm. bible reading as part of a regular rhythm in your life yeah, that's that's something I'm still learning, adapting, and uh, different times in different life. One strategy will work, another won't work. Mm -hmm. So, of course, um, what I'm about to say might be different for each person listening. But uh, I know that one thing that has worked for my wife and I in recent times, just putting a specific time. Like, when are we going to do this? When are we going to yeah. read? You know, if we're going to make time for this, you got to put it on the calendar and then stick to it as best as you can and our, my wife and I were trying to do our best to hold one another accountable in that way so just put it on the calendar and it helps us fight against that forgetfulness or the I don't have time because now it's on the calendar I just made time for it yeah um, so that's one of the first practical things we've done and then of course uh, the fatigue factor I'm told I'm, you know I'm too tired okay I know it's there but I'm tired mm -hmm. So then trying to put it in a spot on the calendar where I'm not going to be tired yet. So for us, that works in the morning. Uh, for others, it might be a different time of the day. So we do our best to, to put it in the morning so that way we're not super tired yet. We're a little yeah. bit tired. We're still got that drowsiness factor, but we're not tired like after everything else is said and done. Um, so th those are a couple things that we've done. And we've started small. Right now, we're just reading a psalm a day in the morning together. Yeah. And then we uh, we read it, and then we pray over it together. Just okay. something really basic, really small. And that just helps us get into that rhythm and that practice of reading Scripture uh, together. And it, it compounds. Like compound interest, it will build and build. And, and it has for both mm -hmm. of us as we 
as we've done this together. So those are those are a few things that we've done um, recently. The baby that we've had has changed <laughs> a lot of what we used to do. Yep. Um, so a lot of the things we used to do don't work as much anymore. Yeah. But what about you? Well, well, three books that might help people oh, yeah. think about habits at large, but then maybe applying some of that information here. One book by Drew Dick yeah, called Your so. Future Self Will Thank You. I know you and your wife have read that. Um, another book, smaller than that one, by Tim Challies called Do More Better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very small, easy to get through. I think great suggestions there. And then another really quick read, Kevin DeYoung, Crazy Busy. Yeah. I think the subtitle is Immersively Short Book About Time <laughs> Management or something like that. Yeah, that's right. But those, if you're struggling with creating time, if busyness feels like that's the biggest thing working against you, I'd encourage mm-hmm. those books as, as good options to read. I think a two main ideas that help me most when it comes to my Bible reading is incorporating other people into my Bible reading. So reading in community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you mentioned your wife, you know, that's a form of you reading in community with your wife. Mm -hmm, And so whether mm -hmm. I, whether it's sitting down and reading with somebody regularly or just talking about what you're reading with somebody regularly, or, or maybe even reading the same text and, just being in separate places across the world even, but having Mm, someone else mm -hmm. brought into it, I think is really, really helpful. And then I think the second help that might guard against that sense of the Bible isn't doing anything for me Mm -hmm. is to work really hard not to think of the Bible as an instruction manual Mm -hmm. where you're just going to go to it and find all of the solutions for the immediate problem you're facing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sometimes treat a gym like that where maybe we've injured yeah, ourselves yeah. somewhere and we're doing one particular exercise. Well, that's good as far as it goes, but the Bible is much grander than that, and it's not a list of propositions even. And so if we can get out of the mindset of, I'm going to find my nugget for the day, that's going to fix everything and think instead in terms of the Bible as the the historical record of God's redemption in history. So this redemptive narrative, it then becomes more of a script that we live our lives by. You know, it's the story that we read ourselves into. It gives us a role in this world and in this life that's grander and that directs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our orientation and shapes our being more than going to as an instruction manual to tell us how to yeah. complete a task we'll ever do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was a big shift for me probably three years ago where I thought about it in those terms for the first time. And that's been really, really helpful because the kind of results I'm looking for are not so much of my life getting better in a particular area or having an answer to a certain question, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but a slow change in who I am. Yeah. yeah. So I think those two ideas are really important. I'll just talk through here my process for reading. I don't have kids. And so it's (laughs) a lot easier for me to spend some time reading in this way. But I like to just be working through a book of the Bible at a time. Um, and I'll start by just reading a passage and studying it. So just thinking through the connections in that text, 
Sometimes, you know, I'll pull out a study Bible and look at the notes there. I think the Christian Standard Study Bible is a good one. So it's the English Standard Study Bible or English. Yeah, that's right. English ESV Study Bible. Mm -hmm. Both of those would be really good. Reading in multiple translations. You can Mm -hmm. get a bunch Mm -hmm. for free online at BibleGateway.com. You can (laughs) read passage in parallel. And then I have a little book that I'd recommend for this called How to Read the Bible Book by Book. And it just goes through every book of the Bible, chapter by chapter, kind of highlighting the main idea. Hmm. And so I I like to start by just reading and thinking about the text, thinking about what makes sense to me as I read Mm -hmm. it, what others Mm -hmm. have seen there. And then I like to just pause to reflect and meditate on it. Sometimes I'll just try to paraphrase the verses, writing them out on my own, or write a summary of the passage, but to Mm -hmm. just reflect and meditate on it. What does it mean? And who am I in light of this? Who is God in light of this? And then I try to respond in prayer. So this would be very much like at our church prayer meetings when we're praying through a text. You read, reflect, and then pray. Mm -hmm. And then I like to, after I pray, just rest in the truths of the text, sit there and try to contemplate, how should I be responding to this? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. is, is there something about what I love that needs to change? So something about my affections that are disordered and this text is showing me how I'm giving myself to the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. is there something about my actions that need to change? Are there regular practices in my life that just are not in harmony with the scripture I'm studying? And so I think that responding with our affections and actions is important. Now, of course, that list takes time. You know, but I think mm-hmm. that's why we talk about soaking in the scriptures. Yeah. And so we we might not be able to do all of that in one sitting. Yeah. You know, this might be a day long process where you spend 15 minutes or five minutes in the morning reading. Mm-hmm. And then over your lunch break, you pull out that text and you reflect and meditate on it. And then on your drive home from work, you're responding in prayer. And then with your wife or a family member, you talk about the text you read, what you're thinking mm-hmm. about it, and then contemplating getting some community input from your spouse or friends on how should I be responding to this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what do you see in my life that would go against what I'm seeing here? You know, so so I think it could be you sit down and you do this for an hour, or it could be over the space of a day or even a week where you're working through one text in this way. Mm. Anything else, Josh, that we should be thinking about as it relates to Bible reading, our responsibility as Christians, and its importance in our lives? I think it's important just to always keep on the forefront that we are a dependent people. We are dependent on God's Word, and whenever we fail to come to God's Word, it's a sign of pride, and we are prideful people. When we don't come to God's Word, it, it demonstrates our independence. We live as practical atheists. Yeah, God's alive, He's real, but then I'm not depending on His Word, even though it gives life, and it gives meaning, and it gives joy. So I just think it's good to, in our coming to the Bible, to come in humility, to come in, in needy, poor, beggar-type uh, mentality to the Lord, asking, you know, show me how you want me to respond, as you were even saying in your study. Because too often I think it's just to check a box rather than really seeing God's Word and humbly submitting to it as we read it. Okay, so Mm -hmm. then, Josh, for members of Crystal Lake Baptist Church, Mm -hmm. 
What advice would you give them when they encounter a text that's just really difficult to understand? Yeah. For texts that are difficult to understand, consult a commentary or ask your pastors. We're, we're here for that reason, to help navigate you through those difficult texts that you don't understand. Uh, but whatever you do, if you can, don't neglect it or just skip over it. Write it down somewhere. Know God's word. Ask him to help you to understand it and seek help and aid. Humble yourself and recognize you need God's grace to understand even his word. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we, we always want to start by just asking the Holy Spirit to open our hearts and mind to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but texts are complicated. Yeah, These yeah. things were written, you know, some of them thousands of years ago. And so um, we would encourage anyone to talk to your pastors about these texts of scripture. We can let you borrow a a commentary or two Mm -hmm. if you'd like, Mm -hmm. but we're always happy to talk. And I think one of the best times to do that, you know, outside of just whenever, whenever you'd like is during our Thursday Bible studies Mm -hmm. at 1030, where we're going through first John, we've had some great conversations working through those texts. And then finally, Part of this podcast is questions and answers about the Bible and theology. And so if there are particular texts that you would like us to talk about and to do a little study up on and record 20 minutes talking about that text, send those texts to one of us and (laughs) and we'll be happy to invest those time, that time and energy into it because we believe Mm -hmm. that the entire word of God is for us. Mm, It's for Christians mm -hmm. throughout time, but it's for us as well. And so we want to work hard and to strive to excel at building up the church by diving deeply into the word, because we believe that the word gives life. Mm, Josh, thanks for talking. Looking forward to doing this again next time. (laughs) Same.